Hello, Eden Chapel. It's uh, Chase, and I'm excited to be doing today's devotional. Uh, so far, we have uh, been following along with the story of Joseph, um, but today we have chapters uh, 41 through 42. And so that's what we're going to be going over. So if you have time um, before, um, that'd be great if you could read. If not, totally cool. And uh, But I am excited to be together to do this. So um, in our time together, it kind of starts off with, um, if you remember yesterday, the, the last verse, it said, yet the chief cupbearer did not remember Joseph, but forgot him. And then it opens up with, after two whole years, Pharaoh dreamed that he was standing by the Nile. And so, you know, I, I didn't want to really skip over that. Um, I, I thought just in the very beginning there, two years later, after um, all this time, Joseph had been forgotten by the cupbearer. And, you know, I mean, that's a long period of time to be in a cell, wrongfully accused, uh, betrayed by your brothers, stolen from, stolen out of your land, and and not ever probably in the best living conditions for a long time. And, you know, just that little bit, there's so much that, that happens, you know, that if if I was in that situation, I would, through those two years, be, at times be possibly discouraged. It would be hard to honestly see um, what, what what was God doing? Why was all of this happening? It's It's like for a long period, it's just been a constant attack on Joseph. And um, but I believe Joseph, though, continued to do what he had done the whole time. Even in uncertainty, he was always claiming innocence, and he still worked, though, and remained steadfast in the Lord, and and for the Lord he worked, and, and the Lord was with him. And Joseph remained steadfast, knowing that the Lord was always there, even through, even through those, those two uh, long years of after being forgotten. But we see that, you know, Pharaoh had a dream and it was a dream that, that had a lot of significance. I mean, enough because he went off to, to every wise man and magician and, and to ask if they could interpret his dream, but, but none could. And the reason is, is because God was setting up here what he had planned from the beginning. The cupbearer hears of Pharaoh's dilemma and is, is reminded immediately of Joseph. He says, says, I know of a man. I, I know who can interpret this dream. It's happened. It happened to me. And so Pharaoh um, sends for Joseph. So Joseph is pulled from the pit. It says shaven and, and given new clothes and put before Pharaoh. And Pharaoh says, I have a dream. Um, and there is no one who can interpret it. I have heard it said that of you, that when you hear a dream, you can interpret and and I love the response of Joseph. I, I I love it. It says, "It is not in me, but God will give Pharaoh a favorable answer." I mean, five times um, throughout his explanation after Pharaoh gives his, his his dream and 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 goes through it, Joseph gives all the glory to God five times as he's explaining what the dream means to Pharaoh. And he continuously is giving credit due to the Lord. It's not Joseph who can interpret, he says, these dreams, but God can do it. Also, another big thing, it's, it's God who is doing all this. He gives all the credit of the, 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 the seven years of having a good harvest to the Lord, but also the seven years of famine he gives to the Lord. He's giving 
the great harvest and famine and all this is fixed by God, he says in verse 32, and God will bring it about. <laughs> and, and standing before the, probably the most powerful person in Egypt at the time. I mean, if you think about Joseph, I mean, he could easily um, be looked down upon or even cast back into prison for speaking about his God, about how he's in control and he's the one doing this speaking contrary to probably many of the wrong uh, little uh, quote-unquote gods of Pharaoh. But um, Joseph confidently, though, and boldly gives the sovereign power of all that's happened and will happen to our Lord. And we see God work because Pharaoh, after, after he hears of the interpretation of the dream, he accepts the answer and then he, it's crazy, he even accepts and recognizes that Joseph has the spirit of God, he says. And he says, how, how can we find a man like this and whom is the spirit of God? And Pharaoh said to Joseph, since, since God has shown you all of this, there is none so discerning and wise as you. You shall be over my house and all of my people shall order themselves as you command. <laughs> Isn't that just wild? I mean, after after so many years and so much tribulation and everything, I mean, just how amazing. And church, this is and this is what I I would hope for us is that as we go out in our day today, that that we also that we can have as bold of a faith as Joseph, that we can stand firm and and steadfast because we know who God is. We need to know that he holds all things together. And even in those um, possibly uncertain times, we, we understand that he is still working. And so that doesn't mean that whenever we, we're, we're confused or don't know that that gives us a reason to, to lash out. No, we do because we trust in God what we're called to do, that we work hard even when things make not seem fair, but we do it because we want to glorify the Lord. That we give him the glory whenever we talk to anybody and all things. That we know that, that all things come from God and we trust in his plans and we just, we, we, we rest in him. And so in our story, we continue to see where uh, Joseph is now given he is under the service of Pharaoh, second in command, and he serves well and with wisdom. And everything the Lord had showed to happen, happens. And as well, Joseph is blessed, and, and we see that he's married, and, and he has two sons, and, and we see that he's comforted um, by how he names his sons. And, and then we could see that after the seven years of, of good harvest also, we see that the famine comes. And in chapter 42, we see where uh, this is kind of God's bigger plan coming into frame. We see God's plan was from the famine to always happen. And he knew that he would work through Joseph to, to bring him to power. And now also we see that God is moving to bring his other family back into the picture. And I hope you see in this chapter that the, the workings of God with, with his bigger plan, with the covenant in mind, his covenant with Jacob or, or Israel. And this is how God will bring about the growing of the people of Israel and the family of Israel. And this is how 
the promise continues. But famine is struck, and Jacob sends his sons to go to Egypt. And as we know, they go, and they are there to buy food. But as they enter, Joseph recognizes them, but they do not recognize him. And we see the way that Joseph will treat them, that um, Joseph, it says, remembers his dreams. And if you read, you see everything that takes place. So Joseph binds his brothers, but then um, after three days, he, he sends them away um, to, to get their youngest brother. But the, what they must do is they leave behind Simeon. And basically, as they leave and um, as they return to the father, they tell him about all the craziness that had happened and what they'd been accused of. And as they're going through their uh, sacks of grain as well, they find the money hidden in there. And as probably anybody would, they were scared because they had at that moment an oh no moment or oh my word, what what do we do moment? Like we can't go back. We, we basically stole this grain in a way. He has our brother, um, and then he wants our other brother. How, how can this be? And, and basically, that's how we kind of end the chapter is with this suspense. What, what will happen next? What will the decision be? But, but as we know, this was God's plan. God working with his covenant promise in mind. And so, church, I pray that you see the the, the just amazingness of God in this text. How he is so good. He's always in control. He doesn't have a, a plan B, but it's always plan A. And also just also how intricate and, and grand the Lord is and how he carries out his will. And so I pray that we as well trust and speak boldly for our Lord, not being scared or discouraged, but trusting in him always. But let's pray, and I hope that you have an amazing day. Dear God, we thank you so much for, for how big you are and how, how, how grand and amazing and, and how you hold everything together and how you don't ever have a second plan or a plan B, Lord, but your will will be done. Lord, I pray that that we rest in that. We believe it. And by faith, we stand boldly proclaiming your gospel, Lord. I pray that that we trust in you and that we trust in in the times that are uncertain, maybe if the times are hard and, and we just don't know what to do, Lord, that we just, we turn to you, we pray, we, we desire to seek after you and to love you and to follow what you have for us, Lord, and just always resting and trusting in you. I love you and I thank you for how good you are. In your name I pray, amen.